Welcome to the 202020 Mastery Mission, The Stories. In this part two recording, we welcome back our guests to share war stories and bake in the concepts covered in their mastery session. Concepts are great, but everyone loves a story, exclusive to hunters and unicorns. The 202020 Mastery Mission is sponsored by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Welcome to the 202020 Mastery Mission for the additional recording with Espen Shovik. Espen's going to share a, a story based on your, your topic, which, is, which was obviously about building champions. So Espen, I know you've got a really, really great story, which is really a very career-defining for you. So please, if you, if, you, if you may, introduce your story. Absolutely. So my story is obviously about champion building and how this champion changed uh, the trajectory of my career in many ways. So I have multiple of these stories, but one that stands out is I was PGing, uh, you know, cold calling essentially, trying to break into a massive company in the Nordics. And I eventually got a meeting with one of my key targets, uh, the VP of IT for one of the business areas or one of the you know main revenue generating business areas. And this person happened to be responsible for um, one application that covered, you know, end-to-end from input to output through the company. I don't want to disclose too much about the company, but that, it's an important important role in the company. Now, in that me- meeting that I had, obviously a new business meeting, you want to have someone that's a potential champion in the meeting. This person, you know, in the lead up to the meeting, I was doing a lot of discovery calls and I was validating my pain hypotheses, trying to understand what they wanted to get out of the meeting. And not only did this person initially try to, um, you know, correct me and challenge me on my assumptions. They also added a lot more pain and a lot more color to the hypotheses that I already had. So by that time, I then realized, okay, this is a potential uh, champion, someone that I should really try to develop. And obviously, VP of IT is typically a good level within within an account. So uh, we had the new business meeting where I then presented my uh, my value pyramids uh, and validated, you know, their role in some of the key initiatives of the company and how they, you know, how they related to the overall success of the company. We had a big discussion regarding, you know, the potential solution and what the solution may look like for them. So I was spending a lot of time, then, you know, positioning against some of the pain points that they had, because obviously they had some initiatives and some things holding them back from realizing the value of these initiatives. And then I positioned my uh, my solution against that. Uh, and the engagement model that I wanted to propose that we that we take. And this early on in champion building, you want to make sure that you have someone who wants to take that micro commitment with you, that wants to engage with you. And when they first then leaned in and said, okay, you know, that they appreciated the professionalism and the way that, you know, we were laying that out as a company. So this is not something that I, I invented. It's something from the, you know, the famous playbook that you can imagine. Um, they wanted to, you know, take the next steps with me and, and I started coming back to them and validating the understanding through my three whys uh, afterwards and really started to, to you know echo back my understanding of the challenge that they had. So that's how it started. Um, and I'll talk a little bit, ask me if you have any questions, otherwise Thanks. I'll talk through the engagements. So what what happened later is we come back uh, on site. This was pre pre COVID, obviously. So we would then come back on site and come back with a an initial draft three wise presentation, basically echoing back what we heard, saying like, "Hey, we heard that you have this initiative. 
here are the challenges that are holding you back from making them happen. And here are some of the things that are important for you. If you were to buy a solution, these are the things you're looking for. And by the way, I also heard that it's quite urgent, but the latest you can deliver it is by Christmas. This is summertime uh, time frame. So the champion was then starting to, you know, lean in and starting to help me, you know, build out the three whys and started to bring me, you know, more information and give me access to more people within the company. And the reason why I then referred at this point that I referred to him as a champion was because I realized that he had such a strong interest in solving the problem. He'd, you know, stuck his neck out internally because he had, first of all, he had internal customers reliant on this solution performing. And I was selling application performance monitoring at the time. So he needed to understand where was you know, where was the break in the you know in the value chain of his you know his application? Something didn't work, and he needed to monitor it end to end. So his internal customers were chasing him. It was painful for him. His team spent a lot of time in war rooms trying to figure out what was wrong, troubleshooting with vendors, etc. So he had a r- real personal pain, and his team felt the pain. And because of that, also uh, the company, you know, the end users were struggling to work with the application, which in turn impacted revenue because the end users were traders. So they were trading uh, commodities based on the output from this particular application. So, you know, the pain was real. His mandate to do something about it was real. And then really where I saw that I spent some time with him building him throughout this process was really when I built three wise with him because he realized that I wasn't there just to sell him something, but I was there to solve the problem. So we spent a lot of time building this document together, the joint project document, which documented all the pain points and different use cases from the point of view of his end user customers, of his technical team, of his operational colleagues, of his team, etc. We would go together, present our point of view, we'd co-present our point of view, and then take on the notes and the feedback from the others and then keep building this document together. Now, whilst we were doing that, obviously we spent a lot of time and he realized that I'm there to help him solve this problem. So we ended up having a lot of uh, time in airports and in, um, um, you know, in, over in restaurants and lunch, lunches and dinners and those kind of things that you typically do. Um, I also provided him access to some of the executives in our company so he would feel reassured that we had his back and that we, we were vested in his personal success. And throughout this process of building uh, the building the three wise uh, together, he also realized, hey, in order to introduce such a big change that I'm about to introduce to my company, I need to have the buy-in of multiple other units within the company. So he created an internal event within their headquarter campus, and he invited more than 100 people to come and see a presentation about... Um, you know, the title of the presentation was Black Swans, so basically when something unexpected happens... And that's what he was trying to, you know, hedge against. So we then had our field CTOs. I flew in my field CTO, again, a valuable person for him to meet. And I gave, you know, the field CTO and my champion the place on stage. And they were presenting, you know, the three wise that we'd built together. He was presenting the document that I had built for him. And he just put his name on it. Uh, obviously, he'd, feel, he'd, you know, come with a lot of the uh, information in it, but I'd put it together for him. Uh, he presented that to everyone in the company and... Uh, and gained consensus that we were the right solution. He also found quite a few people that spoke up against him. Now, why is that good? Suddenly I knew that there was competitive champions in the room. They had a different agenda and I realized who they were. They came from a different part of the business. I could have a plan to, you know, isolate them and single them out in the engagements. Now, 
few months later, after we'd won the deal, small digression, but obviously I'm probably giving it away now that we won the deal. But a few months later, he also presented the same uh, the same three wise to a larger audience, like 300 plus people at a company event in Stockholm. Um, and again, it was a document that was typically meant for internal purposes to summarize a problem and a potential solution. But for him, it became such a career defining thing that he wanted to show it to everyone. And he was really proud of the work uh, that we've done. So moving on to you know the later parts of what happened here is when we came closer to doing this deal, and it was a million dollar transaction, so it's a or million dollar deal. So it's you know it's something that needed a lot of people to be to be part of the decision. Uh, we were actually stood up in the final decision meeting, and what I mean by we, I mean my champion and I, and I wasn't even in the room. So my champion was armed with all the uh, collateral and all the competitive information. He teamed up with Gartner and had analysts from Gartner come in and validate his documents that I had built for him. So he had a lot of you know a lot of people come in and and look at you know this if it was a sound decision he was about to recommend for the company. And in this final decision meeting, he got stood up by his colleagues, these ones that we'd singled out. So you could say that at that point, you know, this is something that could have gone it could have gone south. It could have really not worked out. However, because of the political clouds of this champion and the fact that he had the ability to get things done and align, to line up the right people internally, he managed to then fight back and neutralize the arguments of this other uh, group of stakeholders and find a way to, you know, to make them happy and to get his, his deal done. Because at this point, it was no longer my deal, it was his deal. So we got the deal done. It took us about two months longer than planned. So we were planning on closing it in October. We ended up closing it, I think, on the 23rd of December. So it was a Christmas gift for both for him and for me. But really, the, the key moment for me in this deal was being aware early on about you know trying to find a champion and then driving relentless activity to build them and to spend time with them and to add value to them. That's something that I did all along, of course. But you know, the moment where I realized that he was actually a champion of mine, like when we were building the three wise together, and he, you know commented and complimented on the way that we were engaging and that it brought value to them that he wanted to do you know more of these engagements that that's the moment where i realized that i i have a seller on the inside who's much more powerful much more influential than i am personally within this company of course and he can get the deal done and it's not just my deal but it's it's his deal because it solves his problem this was quite a career defining moment for you as well wasn't it espen i mean how, how did that further impact your career yeah i think so this at this time I was at App Dynamics. Uh, obviously, this is not the first champion story that I have, but the reason why this is an important one was because I was actually struggling in the beginning. I didn't have a quick start like some people that you hear about. And sometimes you know people get hired and they have a quick start. They start crushing it from the first quarter. I actually didn't do that, but I focused on doing the basics. Right, so I was doing a lot of new business meetings. I was meeting my leading indicators, and I focused on finding pain and finding uh, finding champions. And I think because I did that, the company and my leadership, you know, with uh, with Steve McCluskey and Jeremy at the time, and and later on with Ismail Elmas, they had belief in me and my ability to 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 execute. This was the first; it was a new logo deal, one of the largest enterprises in the Nordics. And shortly after, I closed four other new logos within the same fiscal. So it was a nine month. I was there for nine months of the fiscal, so from my day one till the end of the fiscal. And I closed five large enterprise new logos for the company, made precedents and crushed it. And since then, I you know was pretty immediately afterwards promoted and later on offered, you know, another promotion in another company in a leadership role. And it, it was really that moment. Had it not happened, I'm not sure if I'd have the confidence 
to do what I had to do to close the other, you know, the subsequent four new logos. So this was really, for me, the big confidence boost. Did you know what a champion was before you had a champion? I'd say, yeah, I knew what a champion was, obviously, from my time at Bazaar Voice and my time at Gartner, but I hadn't really seen an enterprise size deal of this, you know, complexity be worked, you know, by someone on the inside. I'd sold, you know, deals of multiple million dollars in the past, but through on the business side, where typically you don't have the, the political landscape in an IT organization looks slightly different sometimes. In this case, my champion really needed to show his political skills and his political clout. So when I realized that, that's when I knew I had a champion. Do you think you would have been as close to him and you might have, and do you think he would have been able to have closed this deal had you not taken the stance of not trying to sell to him, but help him solve his problem? It's a different mindset. Do you think this outcome would have been possible without that mindset in this deal process? No, I think someone that comes, you know, and someone is trying to sell something, they're just there as, you know, vending machines almost. Like you might as well, have, you know, sell something very transactional. But if you're selling an enterprise SaaS deal, you're selling change, you're introducing something new, the person's going to have to live with your solution and with you. So you can't really sell before you really understood why you're selling it, what you're selling it for, when they need it, like all of those things. Because if you skip one of those steps, it's just a deal that's not going to, it's either going to go to the place uh, where it's you not know, close, lost, no decision, which is probably the worst place in your pipeline to have anything, or you're not going to get a deal done that's going to be meaningful for them or for you. You mentioned that obviously he used a lot of the documentation that you put together to be able to help navigate the business. And, and do you think it was your dedication to help him solve the problem that also gave him some of the ammunition he needed to then be able to you know, really champion this with lots of resistance. If you think about it, right now, for people that are buying enterprise technology, a few years back, it was a simple process. It was a defined process. Like you want to buy, I don't know, servers or storage, you buy servers or storage and you call someone when it's end of life. Whereas now, um, the Challenger sale that was written a few years back said that it's 5.5 uh, buyers in a sales cycle. But then only two years later, uh, the challenger customer pointed to the fact that it's 13 plus decision makers in a sales cycle in an enterprise transaction. I'm pretty sure that that number has gone up even further because, you know, because of things that previously didn't matter. Like, for example, we have with GDPR and with legal and, you know, different cloud solutions and different, you know, court cases, for example, different consumption models, different subscription models and different integrations with different platforms that are becoming dominant. What I'm trying to say is, your champion probably doesn't know how to buy your solution. They've never bought your solution before or anything like it because enterprise technology has changed so much. So your champion needs you and they need your ability to articulate and educate them on the decision criteria. They also need your ability to summarize the problem for them, put it together in a three wise and gain consensus internally with all these other people. Because otherwise you're going to have, let's say it's, let's say that it's 13 decision makers. Otherwise, you might have 13 different versions of what the problem is and 13 different potential solutions from, from all of these people. What you want to do is you want to bring that together so your champion owns the truth 
And that, that circle you know, overlaps as much as possible in the beginning. So you can have a massive problem, which is suddenly now you know, make or break for the company. And your champion gets to be the one to solve it. So I think if you take that mindset, it's all about understanding more and more and more about that problem and asking, so what? Like, what happens if you don't solve it? What, why does it matter? So Esper, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Uh, I think it's a really great example of how you've been able to really leverage. And, and it was a really career-defining moment for you to help you really elevate your career. But I think you've got another story that you wanted to share with us of someone that you actually worked with. So just tell us a little bit more about the, you know, an, an additional example. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, the story that I just shared, obviously that was when I was an individual contributor and I've since been, you know, managing teams and then managing, uh, managing multiple teams now. Uh, one of the persons, one of the guys that work in one of my teams at this moment is just one of the most phenomenal champion builders that I've seen because he has this ability to, be extremely convinced about, you know, that there is a big problem that it needs to be solved um, and get people to follow him and get people to buy into him and his, you know, pure and true intention of solving the problem over and above anything else. Like everything else matters less, that problem matters. So what happens when you do that and when you focus so relentlessly on solving a problem for someone is that the people that you're solving the problems for, and these are people that are, you know, VP level or CXO level sometimes, they start trusting you so much that they will, you know, reach out cold into their own networks or using their own LinkedIn profiles. If you ask them to like some special people will do this, not everyone, of course, but to help you build your business because they want you to be successful as well. Like you just help them solve something big. Now they want to repay the favor. So that you see some rare examples of that. Um, and um, I mean, there's, there are many more stories, but this is just something that stands out to me as being the core core skill of excellence in the playbook is really when you master the champion building piece of it. I was just going to say, is that, is that being mission driven? Is, is, that, is that what creates such a kind of a gravity to him in that he goes in and I need to solve this because this really matters and they buy into that or you know, what is it about that? You probably coined it better than I can at this point because I think it's really just about really caring for the problem and helping the other person solve the problem and then giving credibility through stories and through other champions that you've already built, which is kind of like it's the gift that keeps on giving because if you have a strong champion who will vouch for your ability to solve a problem, you reuse them in your next deal and in your next deal and in your next deal. And you typically sell to people that are of similar seniority and similar positions, at least most of the time that's what we do. So you can, you know, it's the, it's the gift that keeps on giving. You have a strong champion somewhere, they will help you, be your reference, they will work for you in your next deal. Your pure intention of helping them that they care about, you know, not how much commission you got, obviously, but, you know, that comes as a byproduct of, of solving the problems. Does that also help you enter organizations higher up, which goes to the, to the points in our, in our previous uh, recording? I mean, if you're convinced and you've managed to get yourself to such a level of conviction that you know that there's a problem and that you can solve it. And if you think in terms of challenger sales of like teach, tailor and take control, that's basically what you're doing. You're, you're teaching the economic buyer or the veto that they have a challenge. So most of the time they're aware of it, but they may not be aware exactly of how big, how big it is or how urgent it is, etc. But if you're so convinced that you basically convince yourself that you can walk on water, and then you're going to go to that EB and you're going to, you're going to get your message across. And most of the time, unless they live under a rock, they will either say, no, we already have a solution. After which you can ask a question. Okay, let's talk about that. Or 
yes, this is something I'm looking into with my team and this person is responsible. So if you're sharp enough in your messaging and you get into that right level, they will typically, you know, they will typically delegate you to the right person. And at that time, it's about not being delegated or relegated all the way down to who you may sound like. If you think about John McMahon and you get relegated to who you sound like, you want to talk about a business problem and find a business champion and not go down in the tech immediately. Incredible. Well, thank you so much for sharing that second story with us again today, Espen. And thank you very much for, for sharing your time with us and the audience. But to all our viewers and to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you've liked what you've heard, please do share, comment and subscribe. But a big thank you to you, Espen, for joining us today. And we look forward to welcoming everybody back for another mastery session soon. Thank you very much. Have you enjoyed the session today? Please help others discover our series by sharing and liking our content. Are you on the mission? Click subscribe so you don't miss out. The 202020 Mastery Mission, The Stories, are brought to you by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Check out so muchsoap.com for more information.